0: Today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, three aspects to identifying your self-limiting beliefs. Welcome to the Prosperity RX podcast. This is Keith Abel with your prescription for prosperity. This is a podcast where I give you hope. I show you the path to build a life of health, wealth, and prosperity. To build a life that you don't need a vacation from. Folks, we've all messed up by believing some of the prevailing wellness and money myths in our culture. The turning point in your life, however, comes when you're willing to own up to it take your health and your finances into your own hands, to claw your way out of whatever's holding you back and never live in that lie again. Let me ask you, what good is your wealth if you have poor health? And what good is your health if you have no wealth? If you're willing to own up to it, to accept that you do have the power to change your circumstances, and if you're willing to do whatever it takes, then this podcast is for you. Humorous Josh Billings said, health is like money. We never have a true idea of its value until we lose it truly can change your life and start on the true path for good health, financial peace, and prosperity. So let's get on with the show. Limitations seem real when we lack faith and belief. With faith and belief, anything is possible. People have these limiting beliefs of I'm too old, I don't have enough experience, or someone else has probably done this already. These are just some examples of Self-limiting beliefs that can prevent you from achieving your goals in business or in life. You know, there, there's plenty more limiting beliefs out there and you probably got a few of them yourself. You know, we all do. Limiting beliefs are those beliefs about ourselves which constrain us in some way. Just by believing them, we think or, or do or, or say things that inhibit us. And in doing so, we impoverish our lives. Limiting beliefs are often about ourselves and our self-identity. The beliefs may also be about other people and, of course, the world in general. So I want you to you know, stick around a little bit today. Uh, in this uh, particular episode, we're going to explore three different aspects of self-limiting beliefs. Number one, defining what are self-limiting beliefs. Number two, exploring some of the examples of self-limiting beliefs beliefs in business. And then we're gonna go through the process of identifying our own limiting beliefs. And then uh, in our next episode, which will air in a few days, we're also going to explore the six keys of overcoming your own limiting beliefs. So stay tuned for that. Now this could be a very powerful exercise for you. If you've been trying and failing to reach certain goals that are important to you, it could be due to self-limiting beliefs. What's worse, you may not even be aware that you hold these beliefs, let alone know how to overcome them. So if you're ready to take a big step forward in achieving what's important to you, let's get started by looking at the limiting beliefs that are within us. So what are self-limiting beliefs? To put it simply, self-limiting beliefs are assumptions or perceptions that you've got about yourself and and about the way the world works around you. These assumptions are self-limiting because in some way they're holding you back from achieving what it is that you that you're capable of doing. That's just kind of a quick overview but you know let's let's kind of unpack it and and examine each of the different components that are involved with self-limiting beliefs. And we're going to start with the beliefs you know, how those beliefs are formed. Now, from a very early age in childhood, we begin to form beliefs about the world and, and our place in it. Our brains are very good at spotting patterns and making an association. So we constantly process the, the stream of information uh, around us in the world and use it to form beliefs about ourselves. Generally, the purpose of belief formation is to help us understand the world and actually help us to stay safe. You know, early in childhood, these beliefs are usually based on our own experiences and and shaped by our parents and the other dominant figures that are in our lives. If I hit someone, I get punished. So hitting people must be bad. If I say please and thank you, then I get a reward. So being polite must be good. Now, as we get older, we start to form more complex beliefs and we're able to draw on a uh, much wider range of sources, such as books and movies and TV advertisements, the behavior of our peers. Nevertheless, the core beliefs that we formed as young children can be very powerful, and even when we encounter new information or new explanations, we often cling to our old beliefs. For example, a young boy with hardworking parents who are often absent may form the belief of, I'm not good enough for them you know, to want to be home with me. And then later he may come to understand that his parents work hard for a lot of different reasons including their love for him and and including their desire to provide for him. But that early belief may be so deeply ingrained that he continues to hold on to it throughout life. Now, Part of the reason for this is that we don't like being wrong. Once we've formed a belief, we tend to look for more evidence to support that belief and to discount contradictory evidence. This gives a stable foundation for understanding a world that would otherwise be very confusing to us but it but it also means that beliefs can be tough to get rid of and even you know holding us back in our life so why do some beliefs become self-limiting you know as we've discovered belief formation starts early in life and once beliefs are formed they're quite resistant to change that should go a long way to explaining why Many of our beliefs are limiting us. You know, patterns that we observe as children and that helped us to navigate kindergarten and, and, and elementary school and uh, navigate us through the playground. They might not serve us as well in the adult world. But if you grew up in an abusive or neglectful environment, it should be pretty clear that you have a lot of toxic beliefs about yourself. But even if you grew up in a loving home, you could end up with limiting beliefs. Parents who who support you and jump in to defend you from every playground enemy can leave you with the belief that you're not capable of resolving your own problems. Overpraising can lead to the belief that praise is not trustworthy. So beliefs aren't facts. They, They may or may not be true or helpful, but they still dictate the way that we behave in life. If we believe that we're not good enough, we won't put ourselves forward for promotion. And seeing someone else get promoted ahead of us then reinforces that same belief. Beliefs, you know, like that are, are are self-limiting. They limit our horizons and hold us back from doing things that we want to do. Let's give some examples of, of uh, self-limiting beliefs in business. So you know, let, let's move away from childhood and and the limiting beliefs from childhood, and let's let's take a look at you know, how some of these self-limiting beliefs apply in business. Now, now that we've got an idea of where beliefs come from and how some of them can be limiting, let's fast forward to the adult world and look at the real impact of self-limiting beliefs when it comes to achieving our goals, particularly in business. Beliefs lead to actions, or in some case, lack of action. We saw an example of that at the uh, uh, you know earlier with... with you know, missing a promotion and someone else getting promoted above us. So let's look at some more self-limiting belief examples that could prevent you from achieving business success. Uh, One would be the I don't have enough experience or qualifications belief. This is a really common limiting belief. We often believe that we need a resume as long as the, the war and peace novel before we can even think about moving forward in our careers. There are particular situations in when this is a real issue. You can't be a doctor without a medical degree, for example. But there are plenty of situations in which it's a limiting belief based more on lack of confidence or feelings of inadequacy than on the, the reality of business. All of us start out with no experience. So if you can't get your dream job, get a job that gets you closer to it. If you need qualifications, try to find a way to get them. In entrepreneurship, lack of experience is rarely a problem except in the mind. To take a simple example, Mark Zuckerberger, he had no experience running social networks or, or indeed running any kind of business whatsoever before he founded Facebook. And look at many of the successful entrepreneurs out there, and you'll find people whose only real qualifications were confidence and determination. Another belief is someone else can probably do this better than me. Have you ever had a business idea only to give up on it because you thought someone else had probably already done it or could do it better than you? This is another limiting belief. Sure, there's always going to be competition out there, and some of your competitors are are of course going to have more resources or, or will do certain things better than you, but you can still find your own competitive advantage. I'm too old or I'm too young, that's another limiting belief in business. Yup, this can go either way, which is a hint that it's probably not true. Some of us believe we're too old to start a business or pursue whatever goal that we've got in mind, while others believe we're too young. I want you to think about uh, Colonel Sanders. He didn't start his Kentucky Fried Chicken franchise until he was 65, and you can find all kinds of examples where people started late in life to achieve their, their dreams. The reality, of course, is that age is no barrier except in your mind the next one is the I don't have the money belief and lack of capital is of course a real barrier in business world but there are often ways to bootstrap a business without much money in fact I can show you how that you can pick your passion and then start a business around that passion for less than a thousand dollars another one is I don't have the time the lack of uh, like just like the lack of money Lack of time can be a real problem for people, and it can also be overcome fairly easily. If you're using it as an excuse for inaction on your business idea, it could be because it's limiting. It's a limiting belief for you, and you know I've certainly done that as well. When you, when you lose your motivation, it's so easy for other things to distract you. Next one is I don't have the motivation. Entrepreneurs and other successful people sometimes seem like a different species. They, they seem to have so much more energy and motivation. The reality, though, is that they're people just like you and I. And most of the time, they've struggled to motivate themselves to continue on in whatever they're, they're, they're pursuing. But they haven't taken the lack of motivation on board as a permanent defining characteristic of their lives. These are just a few examples of limiting beliefs in business. You know, there's loads more of them out there. And sure, uh, you know, there, there's beliefs that you, you know, shouldn't do something unless you, you can do it perfectly. And, and there's the belief that you're defined by your failures. And, and so many more beliefs that are, that are out there that, that uh, hold you back in business. And I'm sure you can think of some of them right now. So let's look at how to identify our own self-limiting beliefs. Now, most limiting beliefs are subconscious, so it may take some work to uncover them. Here's some strategies that you can use to discover your own self-limiting beliefs so you can uh, face them and overcome them. Many of us set goals or resolutions, especially around the new year, and many of us fall short of those goals. Often by February, we've completely forgotten about our new year's goals. Then we beat ourselves up over our lack of willpower and then we start the cycle all over again next year. If that sounds like you know your experience, it could well be that limiting beliefs have held you back from achieving your goals. So lay the blame aside for now and try to analyze what went wrong for you. Here's some questions that you can ask yourself. Were your goals realistic? If so, why didn't you meet them? Was it due to external factors or, or your own behavior or some combination of those? Focusing on your own behavior What could you have done differently? Why didn't you do that at the time? What outcomes were you most afraid of or worried about? And what patterns can you observe at times when you've you've felt blocked or stalled? What is it that prevented you from taking the action that you needed to take? And what stories do you tell yourself in that six inches between your ears? Continue asking yourself questions like these, trying to tease out the deeper cause of your past behavior. You can also use similar questions if you're struggling right now with a a project or a goal that that intimidates you. Make notes without any judgment or blame as you're analyzing the situation from the outside. This is a fact-finding mission and nothing more. Also try some free writing, like I can't possibly do X because, and where X is an important goal for you. And write down all the reasons that come to mind as quickly as you can without judging how valid they are. Some of them will probably sound ridiculous or crazy, but some, maybe even some of the crazy ones, will point to some self-limiting beliefs that you have. You know, as we discovered, many of our self-limiting beliefs are formed early in our life. So the next step is to go back and, and make notes on your early experiences in life and your, during your belief formation. At first, just describe your upbringing. What were your parents or guardians like? What were their values? What did they teach you about the world? What did you learn from them about things like taking risks versus being safe? What's possible in life and what isn't? What you're capable of and what you're not? What about your wider environment like school or extended family or your local community or or religious institutions? What did they teach you about yourself? What did you learn about your identity, your nationality, your gender, ethnicity, economic status, physical appearance, all those come in there, and how did that affect your sense of possibility? Were you ever told things like, girls don't do X, or people like us can never do Y? Did you feel confident or lacking in confidence? Or did you feel confident in some areas but not others, and in which ones? As you grow older, which, which of these early lessons did you react most uh, strongly against? And what did you learn about yourself that contradicted what you'd been taught early? Again, these are just some questions to get you started. But try to continue and ask as many things as you can, making notes all the time and, and, and being guided by your own experiences. The idea is to get a clear picture of the environment that you grew up in and how it shaped your belief and formation system and then put it all together. Once you've finished, try to look for patterns between the two sets of notes and find some cause and effect. What early beliefs might you still hold and then how could, how could they explain some of the actions that you're taking today and have taken in the past? Could any of them be limiting beliefs that no longer serve you? Could they be responsible for the problems that you identified in your blame-free analysis? And As I mentioned, self-limiting beliefs can be hard to identify. So you may need some time to do this. Use these questions to get yourself started, but the process may take longer. Even consider seeking the help of a therapist or a professional if you need to. If you have a real difficult time, especially with your childhood, and the time travel part of the exercise kind of uh, raises some complex issues for you. This is not something that you've got to do alone. Now, in our next episode, we're going to explore how to overcome your limiting beliefs. And again, this is not a simple task, but we're going to look at six techniques that you can use that can be helpful in doing so. Also, if you want to learn more about how to create extra income by starting a home-based business where you can pick your passion that requires very little startup capital and that's backed by a 22-year-old company, then go visit my website, aimhighforsuccess.com. That's aimhighforsuccess.com. And I hope you enjoyed this uh, little podcast today. Please share and follow. Look for my podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, ProsperityRx is the name of the podcast. And subscribe there as well. Thanks again for listening to my video and listening to my rant today. And in a couple days, I'll post that next one up for you guys. Folks, this has been another episode of the Prosperity RX podcast, where we share with you your prescription for prosperity. Now's the best time to start taking control of your life. And as a loyal listener, I've put together a free course that you can take that will walk you through the steps of setting up and following a spending plan so your family can also get on the road of financial peace and prosperity. To get that course absolutely free, visit spendingplanclass.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I hope you like and share it. And in future episodes, I'll be covering many topics to teach you how to improve and to take control of your health, as well as topics that encourage savings and debt for you. After all, what good is your health if you have no wealth? And what good is your wealth if you have poor health? So be sure to subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It's ProsperityRx Podcast. And be sure to subscribe to my blog, ProsperityRx.com.